everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 387. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. I'm Mario Rockefeller. And I am Mako-chan. And I'll say this once, and I'll say it again, and I know I'm going to get the same answer, but I guess it does deserve to be repeat- repeated. Where the hell did the year go? Hmm. That's what, my, my point exactly. Where the hell did the year just up and disappear to? Christ. Oh, man. Um... We are live tonight, week of December 11th, 2018, right here on the VOG Network. We're here live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, with replays Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com, or you can head on over to webchat.gamesearch.net for any issues. Chat clients such as Merck, XChat, Chatzilla can use irc.gamesearch.net. The chat room is VOG, V-O-G. Um, you can also head on over to AnimeJamSession.com slash network. If you have Chatzilla, there's an IRC link there. If you click on that link, it'll bring you directly into the chat room. Um, we also have Discord. Uh, you can f- join us in the Discord chat at VogNetwork.com slash Discord. So you can join us through the browser or through the Discord app. Uh, some of the shows that does have its own channel, so we're going to have a good time with that. Um... Just so you know, some information will be changing regarding soon, and we will get into that in just a bit. Um, just so you know, check-ins are now live, so go ahead and earn your uh, VOG points. If you are listening through the podcast feed, you can, you'll can hear somewhere in this episode a passphrase. When you hear that passphrase, head on over to VOGnetwork.com, put in that passphrase, and earn yourself some VOG points. Easy, simple, and done. Um... <sighs> Let's see. How is everybody tonight? Uh. Mm. Hooray. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Oh, Lord. Okay. <clears throat> all right, we're going to go around the room with um, how was your week? How was your day? Ari, just give me one second, and I'll, I had to make some slight changes, and I'll get into that in just a bit. Okay. And away we go. Sorry. Um. Well, today was payday, obviously, and um, the uh, long-awaited you know, payoff from my union came as well, but, oh boy, I was... I had severely underestimated how much I was going to get. Mm. It's not just me either. His stories were floating around from other, you know, the other employees about how they were getting screwed over with their payoffs as well. Like, like people have been there like way longer than me, like almost like 20 years and they only get like 400 bucks. And this is for supposed to be Supposedly years of a retroactive pay raise and stuff. Oof. So I, I did hear like one of them is going to go to the local news outlets about it. So hopefully we'll get the uh, union will correct their mistake. But I don't want to talk too much about it because, you know, 
I feel like thinking about it <coughs> as it did, as it was now, kind of like ruined it for me a bit. I mean, I still was able to pay off a bunch of bills and whatnot, you know, but I wasn't, but I didn't get to like, you know, like pay off like half or like most of my uh, auto financing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It'd take a big chunk out of a, a charge card or two and paid off a bunch of others, but it's, <coughs> pardon me, it's not what I was expecting and now I'm just watching like watching my finances even closer because I don't want like I don't want to just you know piss this away in like a week and a half you know I hear you so this was supposed to be like how many years of back pay um at least like five or six and how much did they give you like what six months of back pay um like it, that's what it felt like I, like I don't want to like name any like no 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 but you know what it is it's like when you work OT, you get all this overtime pay, but then you realize your check puts you in a higher bracket and more taxes are taken out, and you're just like, fuck. The yeah, way- well, who knows what's going to happen from here. Uh, I stopped to do gift shopping for uh, Christmas, and my my dreams are like getting, uh, you know, going all out and like getting like elaborate, like huge ass gifts for fucking everybody is shot now again this goes back to Dude. you know not wanting to uh blow everything in a week and a, in like a week or so <laughs> i'm sorry what'd you say i was gonna i i, I forgot what i was gonna say it, it, it came and went so you know sorry it's fine it's fine um you know less depressing note i put my uh pokemon Pokeball waffle iron to the te- like to use this weekend. It came out pretty good. Not bad, man. Served up the waffles with the chicken fried chicken, which went pretty well, I think. Glad to hear that. So that's how things have been going for me. All right. Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Meh. Okay. Um, so... Holiday gifts that I've ordered are starting to come in. And I had a package that was stolen. So now I'm trying to get that, uh... You know, back to me somehow. Yeah. Whether it's a refund on my card or somebody just hands me over fifty dollars, I'm just very pissed off at that. Um, other than that, all of my you know holiday gifts have come in, so I have to sit and wrap everything this weekend and get everything all nice and neat. I know that feel. Uh, to make myself feel better, I did some retail therapy with stuff that I actually needed, so I finally purchased the uh, badge for MAGFest. <laughs> so, yay plus. That's something else I gotta do. <laughs> yeah, I, I was attempting to save a hundred dollars in my check the last time I got paid um 
and only keep it as an emergency thing, but then use that specifically for my badge so that it didn't have to come out of the next two checks, which is what I need to pay for the room and getting to the convention. And it worked out well, so I'm like, screw it, and I bought it today. Well, good for you. Yeah. Other than that, um, yeah, nothing really going on. Well, my weekend day has been interesting. So one of the things I did was I actually got off my butt, took apart my mechanical keyboard and cleaned it. And that took about two, maybe three hours. And in doing so, I reassembled it. And there's like these quick buttons, you know, hotkeys. I somehow disconnected them. So I got to reassemble this. I got to disassemble it again and fix that. And I will do that when I get my replacement keys because I'm not going to sit here and do it twice. But I might. It just depends on how I feel. That's why the music is slightly off because I'm so used to hitting the hotkeys to skip tracks as opposed to going to the mouse and just saying play this or play that. Um, I also went out and got an 8 terabyte hard drive because I am starting to run out of space. Plus, I have to get ready for our transition to Twitch, and I'll get into that a little bit later. Um, went out and got uh, a stack of, uh, actually two stacks of Christmas cards, or holiday cards, and I'm slowly in the process of mailing them out. And what I'm doing now is a rotational basis on cards. It's like, I know everyone I'm buying stuff for. I mean, getting cards too. But what I tend to do is when someone posts on Facebook, uh, do you want a card here, you know, message me. And I, I go ahead and do that, but sometimes, but I do that instead of like making a post of who wants cards. So it's like, whoever I'm getting a card from, if I have their address, they're on the list. Now, if they're not on the list and I don't get their address, when their card comes in, I slap a, a stick, a label on mine and drop them a card. And I am going out of town um, later this week for a few days. I got a couple of photo shoots to do. So I know when I get back on Monday, there will be a stack of cards waiting for me. Also, a couple of more gifts came in. I had to replace my little portable charger because I realized I left my, my USB charger on the train when I went to AAC because I had it before I left. And I realized that's where it was. So I got that replaced. Um... I got a couple of things packed, ready to go. I have to mail out. Uh, people's gifts are basically boxed. I just have to get off my, my ass and just start wrapping and see which stuff is getting mailed out this week or next week. So that basically has been my weekend day. Now, um, I want to give everybody a bit of an update here. Um, if you've been listening to uh, the Bobby Blackwolf Show at Orange Lounge Radio, they are making the transition to Twitch TV, and I believe their transitions will begin on Sunday. If all is successful, you'll be seeing them on Twitch TV. If not, we will have the Shoutcast stream on backup. Um, just so you know, here at Anime Jam Session, we are making the transition. Our first episode on Twitch will be January 15th, 2019. And since we do this as a Skype show, Except for Mako, me and Ari will be switching, um, we'll be hosting back and forth. Uh, and some episodes where we'll have like uh, Wild Spice, Ichigo, we'll be, swat we'll be switching over to them as well. It'll be a 
work in progress because the goal is to doesn't matter who's hosting we'll have like little chibi icons of the hosts on the show and i'd like to have it so whoever's talking it lights up or whatever but we'll figure that shit out as we go along uh you'll see like links to our articles um how to donate to the stream if you want to do that um we are working on a subscription based uh service per se so that if you support us you'll get access to older episodes on demand stuff basically however bobby blackwolf and olr is doing it we're going to follow suit because it makes the most amount of sense uh let's see what else is there um i i want access to the video on twitch just because my fat mug isn't gonna be on the video does not mean i don't want video exactly she'll be there too so you know don't, don't don't piss Makuchan off. That's all you need to know. No, I want to show off some of my collection. Oh, okay, so all right, so you want so you want access to the stream to the stream as well. Yeah. Okay, we can do that. Instead right. of my mug, it'll be some of my collection. Actually, you should just turn. You should turn the uh, camera on Damien. If he actually sits there the entire time, I will. There you go. Because he usually sleeps right next to me during the show i think i'll get a lot of people watching us you know we're talking about anime but everyone's too busy in the chat we're going cat 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 you know yeah cat 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 but as for our audio uh our basically our last uh shoutcast show will be next tuesday which is our holiday special and then we're going to take our break and when we come back on the 15th we'll be talking about magfest so that's basically what it's going to break down to. So we do hope that you follow us on Twitch. Uh, you can find our page at twitch.tv slash anime jam session. Um, we have like a, a place mark image there. So, you know, when we're going to be on the stream and we are hosting other shows on, on Vogue network, such as, you know, Vogue network, Bobby Blackwolf, Rob Roberts, OLR, when they go up, um, Ichigo, Wild Spice, we're basically, we'll be hosting a lot of, um shows on the vlog network and the hosts but since we're also anime and cosplay and so forth we will be hosting other non-gaming stuff as well so we'll be hosting some cosplayer streams and so forth you'll see them gaming or doing cosplay and sewing and stuff like that we're gonna have a lot of fun with that so um and we'll also try to update the website as well so when you see our twitch stream you'll have a link you'll be able to see us from our website and like underneath it, like other channels you should check out and support as well. Cause we're independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it and we definitely look out for each other. And that's basically what it is. Um, we're going to go ahead and, Oh yeah. One more thing. As for when we go live, the breaks, I don't know how that's going to work. We may just keep the breaks intact. Um, I will probably see about showing like, um, like CD covers of the music so you can check it out. Maybe even put in like a link to where you can buy it if it's available or something like that. It depends on how it goes. I mean, we don't know how, you know, we don't want to get like struck or anything like that, you know, for having non-licensed music, but we will see what happens. So we might keep it in. It may go the way of the Dodo Bird. We'll see. All I know is I do enjoy playing a lot of this music, so you can see here my eclectic taste. And as for the pre-show, eh, we could probably still do that. We'll figure. We'll, we will figure th shit out. So, 
Um, we are going to go ahead and take our break. And when we get back, we're going to get into tonight's topics. So let me set shit up here. So um, we'll be back. Oh, 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 oh,
All right, now that we're back. Again, my apologies for all of that. Um, most likely, you're not going to hear it in the um, in the edits, but Winamp decided to crash on me, so I had to bring it back up. So uh, that'll be edited out. So Now, before we get into uh, tonight's topics, there's something I want to touch on real quick. Something I don't think has made any of our, our outlines, but I, I got I to got, I bring this up. I mean, I don't know if how many of y'all have seen this, but um, the representative for Miss Japan and the Miss uh, Universe is coming out repping as Sailor Moon. I mean, how awesome is that? Pretty awesome, I think. I know. Yeah, I saw that. That was kind of cool. Yeah. And I, you know what's interesting? I have seen cosplayers do this style with the material and then and I've seen people be all uppity and so forth. Now that she's done it this way, I expect to see more of this. So this is pretty wholesome. And I, and I kind of hope that a local convention gets her as a guest or something. Cause well, maybe, but maybe not. we'll see. I, I, it would be kind of cool though. Um, now that we got that out of the way, let's go ahead and, cover tonight's topics um Marco what's going on with Ghost in the Shell I mean it seems like Netflix has been in the, in the in the news a lot lately you know Yeah so it was announced um kind of a while ago mm-hmm. uh yeah last year last April they announced um that there was going to be a new Ghost in the Shell anime mm-hmm. So this is really, you know, the first kind of confirmation on what's going on with it. So Netflix's sci-fi-focused Twitter announced that uh, the Ghost in the Shell anime is titled Ghost in the Shell SAC, or SAC, Mm -hmm. 2045. And that it's going to premiere on Netflix in 2020. So they posted a picture of the major... It's going to be a 3D CG anime. Hmm. And it's going to be put out by production studios, Production IG, and Sola Digital Arts. There will be two um, directors for it. Um, <clears throat> so, one director is going to be uh, Kamiyama who directed Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex. Um, and that's uh, Kenji Kamiyama. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will be a 12-episode season. And then uh, Shinji Aramaki, who directed Appleseed, will be directing the other season. And again, 12-episode season. Um, no idea on the length of each episode but yeah i how many episodes did they say it was going to be uh two 12 episode seasons most likely i think each episode is gonna be at least about 30 minutes give or take i was thinking probably between 30 and 45 think so like well, with, it, with castlevania yeah i mean just because it's netflix they don't have to stick with the you know, the 22-minute guideline. Oh, I know. But it's like, whenever, all of the animated specials, I guess outside of Castlevania, when it's that many episodes, it's usually 27, 28 minutes. 
Yeah, I, like that's what I'm assuming, but you know, I'm figuring maybe the last episode might be, you know, a 45 minute kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think it's going to range just in that kind of thing, not that every episode is going to be, you know, 45 minutes. But I'm kind of excited. Um, Production IG produces uh, Ghost in the Shell, Ghost in the Shell 2 movies, Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex. Um, They also adapted the material for Ghost in the Shell Rise. And they uh, did the various movies and remixes of the television series. Mm. So, I mean, Production IG is the Ghost in the Shell production team. And you've got, you know, one of the major directors for Ghost in the Shell doing at least one of the seasons. My issue is I'm not a fan of 3D CG. So that should be fun to try and get around since I really, really enjoy the series. Yeah, who knows? Maybe I might end up liking it yeah. like this. Well, I'm I'm figuring because it is like my whole thing with 3D CG is it feels too sci-fi-y for some of the stuff that they've used it for. Um, like they use it in Love Live for the dance scenes, mm-hmm. which annoys the ever-loving crap out of me because they switch between two different animation styles. So because this is supposed to be more sci-fi and more, you know, kind of ultra-realistic... I have a feeling I will enjoy it better in this media than I do in other medias I've seen it in. I mean, I honestly, when it comes to Love Live, half the time I didn't even notice the switch over. Oh, it annoyed the crap out of me. But when someone pointed out, I still didn't notice the switch over. I think they did a pretty good job with it. I mean, it's not as obvious as with uh, Sailor Moon Crystal, but you know. Yeah, I mean, they they do anything that is sequenced like that. Like Sailor Moon Crystal, it's the transformation sequences. Um, With Love Live, it's all the dance sequences. It's, oh, hush you. It's um, like anything that, you know, is supposed to stand out somehow. And I just think they've picked the wrong animation style to do that with. Because it's just, to me, it makes it wonky. Mm. It's like, keep the same freaking animation style throughout the entire series and do something else to make it sparkle. Well, as we go here in our chat room at live.bugnetwork.com, uh, Bob Coffee says, the switch over in Sunshine isn't as crazy, but the Muse stuff was rough until the movie. Okay. You know what? Now that I this is being pointed out, when I go back to rewatch the series, I'll probably make see a better notification notice on it and be like, "Oh, I see." You know, like you can't unsee it. Sort of. I mean, honestly, like really, they do the, they switch over to three G because do you know how much of a pain in the ass it is to do that with two D um in a two D animation style? It would just be absolutely ridiculous. Well, I mean, that's what I figure Mm -hmm. is, you know, it makes it easier for them. But still, it's 
it sucks. Mm. It annoys the crap out of me. I mean, it, it's come a long way, so. Um, I mean, it, it's it's come a long way, so. It's like when you see like the first like 3D fighting games. I'm like, look at Street Fighter EX. Then you go to Rival Schools. Now you have better 3D style fighting games. It, it, it's process in motion. Yeah, the, the <coughs> look at the first Virtual Fighter and you figure out how the hell that survived as long as it did. Well, you know, sometimes it's all about the content and the play. But um, enough about that. Let's move on to our next topic. And we're going to talk about one of my favorite um, mangakas, Rumiko Takahashi. She is coming back with another manga. I mean, wow. I don't think there's any uh, manga out there that, that, that just that, that hits it hard like she does. Yeah, she's got what? You got uh, four main series and then a couple of like standalones and one shots and I, and they're all hits. I mean, like you got Yurisei Yatsura, um, Mermaid Saga, Mermaid Forest, One Punch Gospel, which I would have loved to have seen as a short series. Uh, you got the ever popular Ranma One Half, uh, Inuyasha, Maisuni Koku, and a series that, she, that just finished up called Ring Ne, which I think I'm going to actually sit down and watch because it's it's called a supernatural high school story. So that might just be something worth checking out. So I, I'm just, wow. Yeah, I remember reading somewhere that there is a conspiracy theory going on about this. What? Um, that this is her last series. I mean, it probably is because she is 61. Um, yeah, it was, uh, if you take the names of her main hit series from, uh, the Shonen Sunday, mm -hmm. um, it spells out her name. I was, a, you know, I, you know, I'm looking at some of the titles as you're telling me that I'm like, that's where exactly where my mind went, you know. Yeah, Rene is actually Kokai no Rene in mm -hmm. Japan. Mm -hmm. So she has an R, she has a U, an M, an I, and a K. Yeah, and you can't really count one. Could you really count one pound gospel though? No, this yeah. is strictly from um, oh, Shonen Sunday. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I'm looking at her non Shonen Sunday because my Shinikoku and one pound doesn't count. No, Maisuni Kuko is on there. Well, it's not. It's it's a non, it's a non Shonen Sunday title though. Uh, are you sure? I'm reading this here because that's that's one of her uh, major series. Because in the article it says the 61 year old Rumiko Takahashi spent 40 consecutive calendar years creating serials for Shonen Sunday, and they didn't cover her non Shonen Sunday series like Maisuni Koku. One Pound Gospel, and the various Mermaid series mangas. Because mm, this is saying, um, well, she also wrote a number of manga with single or irregular chapters. Mm. She's had five major series. Where, so maybe it's not just Shonen Sunday. Maybe it's just her five major series. That could be it. Now, where are you, find, where are you seeing that? Uh, this is on... 
Yes. All right. Hold on. All right. Let me let me pull it up real quick. Okay. Yeah. So basically, they're saying if this new series starts with the letter O, it proves the theory. All right. Okay. Yeah. I I, I I'm I'm seeing that because I mean you have yeah each of these titles have had a long run. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's see, let me do a quick search real quick. Nice and Ikoku. Yeah. How long do you think this run will last? I don't. I don't know because uh, Nice Ikoku ran for seven years. Okay, about. Seven and Inuyasha ran for about eleven. Yep. And Ranma. And I think Ranma ran like for it was about a lot seven. Than that. Was Ranma six or seven? Uh, it was uh, actually it was nine. Nine. September eighty-seven to March ninety-six. Hmm. And yeah, so th so these are you know major projects. Mm -hmm. And Yurusa Yatsura ran nine years, seventy eight to eighty seven. Yeah, so you're you're looking at mm -hmm. you know a long term project that she's working on. Yeah, because because uh, the the Mermaid Saga was just a bunch of side stories, you know. Mm hmm. And One Pound Gospel, um, it actually ran for 21 years. But here's the thing. It was not a consistent series. Did it have a lot of, you know, breaks and yes. downtime and stuff like that? Mm -hmm. it, it, it was done, like, here and there. I guess this was sort of like something she would probably work on in between her normal projects. Mm. That's what my, that could be it. But this conspiracy thing, I, I, you know, and if that's the case, you know, she, she deserves it. She, she mm -hmm. deserves it. Yeah. So, I mean, this even goes on to say that none of her five major series wrapped in fewer than seven years. So she could be, you know, in her 70s by the time she reaches the series, you know, the finale for this series. So that would be, you know, a decent time to finally say, hey, you know what, maybe not retire, but no more major series. Probably, you know. Take, and, you know, maybe she'll just do like maybe a one shot here or there. But honestly, well, all the everything she's done. I, I think she should retire after this one. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean in an aspect of she's done so much and it's given so much that she should just, you know, just kick back and relax, you know, and just enjoy life. But if, Hopefully she'll be able to go out on a big high note. That's what I'm saying, you know? Because I don't think there really is any other mangaka that can, that can go down to saying that they have, like, five hit mangas like that back to back, you know, not back to back. Yeah. That yeah. they've, or that they've been, you know, in it for so long. Mm -hmm. She, you have to admit, Rumika Takahashi is OG. She, she, she is an OG. So. Oh, definitely. Mm. All right. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? Um, Ari, what's going on with Pop Team Epic and Pokemon? 
Uh, while Pop Team Epic became Yahoo's most searched anime of 2018, um, Publico and PPME's uh, PPME's anti comedy was announced as one of the top three searched series along with Darling and the Franks and the Seven Deadly Sins Revival of the Commandments, but ultimately pulled ahead of its two competitors. Um, Yahoo Japan revealed Pop Team Epic as the winner of the anime division of the website's annual Yahoo Search Awards on Wednesday. These awards include sections for anime, voice actors, live-action actors, musicians, idols, and more. Uh, the grand prize was a six-member male idol group, King and Prince. <clears throat> and it goes on the list more. What are the other ones? Um, actor Tomoya Nakamura, actress Mio Imada, comedian Hyoko, Hyoko Rihan, mm-hmm. athlete Yuzuru Hanyu, model Koki, a.k.a. Mitsuki Kimura, musician Namie Amuro, second consecutive win, Idol King and Prince, see also Grand Prize, <clears throat> uh, voice actor Yumiko Kobayashi from Shin-chan, artist Taro, <coughs> Taro Yabe uh, from uh, Oyasan Toboku, uh, film The Greatest Showman Game Monster Hunter World, novel Adono Chimpo Ga Hiranai by, by Kodama, Title, My Husband's Dick Won't Go In. Yeah. What? <clears throat> uh, drama, Hanban Aoi, and a phrase, Osaku Hanpan Naite. O- Osaka was way too good, which is connected to high school football and uh, World Cup soccer. Um, Yahoo Japan Search also included section for products like the new iPhone and celebrities born during the Heisei era. As 2000... <coughs> As 2018 marks the final full year in the Heisei era. I, I, so yeah, if, you, if everyone spends the entire year searching for you, you'll win a prize. Uh, I, in regards to that list, I think one of the titles on that list ties into Strange News from Japan. It does. Oh Sounds god. Like it. Oh god. <laughs> I, and as for, hmm? go on, go sorry, on. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, I was going to say that um, Pop Team Epic is like one of those shows that you watch while you're stoned off your ass. Maybe drunk. That too. But yes, it's lo- but it's a lot funnier <laughs> when you're stoned off your ass, though. Yes. Uh, now then. Uh, Pokemon's company, a Pokemon company's job listing hints at a new Pokemon game coming to smartphones. Uh, <coughs> uh, Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee are already out on the Nintendo Switch and Japan's NetSense accounts or anything to go by. The games are nostalgic roller coaster rides through memory lane. Although the latest entries in this series might be resounding successes, the company behind the stellar franchise is not one to wrestle on its laurels. A recent job posting by the Pokemon Company International, a subsidy of the head company in Japan, on current website, LinkedIn states that they're looking for new members for what appears to be a team that will spearhead the development of a new game. Mm. A total of 39... <coughs> a total of 39 positions were listed on the same day, including principal game designer who preferably should have experience with the, with the Unity game engine. Here's where it gets interesting. It's the only game of franchise that utilizes the U- Unity engine is Pokemon Trading Card Game Online. Sidebar, I did not know that was a thing. I was going to ask you if you if you knew that was a thing. Yeah, see, here's the thing. I never got into the Pokemon trading card game. 
Like, yeah, I saw, like, one or two, like, demos of it yeah. online, but, uh, you know, it, it had the, like, <clears throat> pardon me, mm-hmm. it had the disadvantage of being a card, being a trading card game when I'm already super into another massively popular trading card game. True, but... Yeah, like, like, the same thing happened, like, back in, like, the 90s with the, with the Star Wars trading card game. The first Dragon Ball Z trading card game. Hell, I couldn't even stay in Yu-Gi-Oh for more than one or two, uh, really, like one or two uh, seasons with the anime. I, I will say this: the way Pokemon go, uh, trading card game plays, it's like an easy transition if you, you if you've played Magic. Oh, I've played Magic. What do you think? Like, what do you think they all uh, fell to? <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. Once you have like that simple mechanic, and you build around it, you're golden. And then you have magic, and then you have Pokemon fanboys like me making Pokemon magic cards in a uh, third in a third-party Magic uh, the Gathering trading card maker online. Mm. <coughs> and people are asked, looking for uh, you know some kind of collaboration with Pokemon Go, and people are over Pokemon Go now, which well. Uh, we agree that it's a smart move to tap into the current monster-catching craze that has gripped so many people. And maybe sometime before we get to know the specifics of the new game, but perhaps in the future, maybe end up creating some beautiful marriages just like Pokemon Go did. Huh. That, that also sounds like a strange use from Japan article. I believe we might have covered that. I don't remember. But don't Pokemon know. Go is going to have a huge-ass resurgence soon. They're opening others. up. They're opening up battling. <laughs> so yeah, I mean it's Pokemon, so I should be you know behind it. But it involves a Pokemon trading card game, so it's just like <laughs> with me. Yeah, just imagine half the Pokemon you collected and go, and you end up able to switch them over to the trading card game, and they convert the stats for you. Oh, good lord! <laughs> Oh, God, don't give him any ideas. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's going to be happening. Wouldn't surprise me. I mean, if you have X amount of, like, Pidgeys and you, and you convert, like, six of them, they turn into, like, a basic, like, card or something like that. I don't think it's going to be, like, for one. It's like if you, like, like sacrifice, like, a whole, like, ten of them, you might get a, de- a card with decent stats or something, you know? Yeah, I don't see that happening. Or it could be just like Pokemon Go, where you get Pokemon candy by putting the duplicates in a blender, and it just coughs out a Pokemon candy. Yes, but candy is not used in the card game. Well, rare candy cards, but, you know, I, I know what you're talking about. Or it just turns into, like, whatever, like, powers you need to summon your, your Pokemon or something like that. No. Huh, it's just a thought. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> but what if, what if this one time I'm right? Just saying. Just no. saying. Lord. No. Why are you so stubborn? Because the game mechanics wouldn't allow for it. Mm, true. Maybe. But this is Niantic. Anything and, and TPCI probably. We have no idea what, what's up their sleeves. Uh, well, Niantic is too damn busy with the actual Pokemon Go game and working on the Harry Potter game. 
you're waiting for that Harry Potter game, aren't you? Oh hell yes. And they're already advertising it. It comes out next year. Well, alrighty then. Okay. Um, let's see. What else do we have here? Um, what, Marco? What's going on with this Love Live bug? I've seen, yeah. I've seen a couple of people comment about this on their own Facebooks, and I literally have no idea since I haven't played that game in about a year or two or something like that. Well, I haven't played the game almost ever, um, just because you know small things on my phone are very hard to say. But anyway, so they took the Love Live tap game on your cell phone and turned it into an arcade game. This caused, um, you know, the debut and all of that to have issues, not necessarily because they were transferring everything, but um, so Love Live School Idol Festival after school activity next stage. They released it on the 7th. And for anybody that has, you know, played these games, basically what happens is everything is coded separately so that you can keep the base character and just switch out outfits. Um, That way it doesn't really screw with anything in game with them dancing. Mm. The problem with that is this bug was causing the outfits not to load. Oh, yeah. So basically what happened is those that were playing the game got the character sprite. And, you know, it, it's just a regular character sprite. There's nothing, you know, anatomically correct. It's very Barbie dolly. But the characters are out there dancing and singing nude. Um, so they had to, you know, shut everything down and patch the game. Luckily, the game was re-released correctly the next day with no issues. But there are now video and pictures going around of the Love Live girls, uh, quote-unquote naked. But again, it's, you know, Barbie dolly. I'm looking at the uh, the little, you know, clip in the tweet that it's uh, featuring, and people mm-hmm. just seem more amused by it than anything. On some of the face, some of the Love Life Facebook groups, you know, there were people just having like a titty tantrum over it. I'm just like, it is not that serious. I mean, it's no different from a fucking nude patch for The Sims. That's what I said. It's not like, you know, the nude patch makes them naked. It doesn't show nipples. It doesn't show hair or penal things or anything like that. All it does is remove the clothing from the sprite so that you see the base sprite. Or, you know, I look at it this way. You can always call it Nude Live School Hentai Project. That's the inevitable porn parody that'll come up. <laughs> Just so you know, it's already happened. Twice. I can, f- I can find it on the shelf right next to One Thrust Man. Don't don't get me started on that. Uh, oh, I know. I was I was groaning and face palming in disgust like you wouldn't believe. For the record, that's off of that Porn Stars unofficial page. So as far as we know, that 
it prob that will not that might not even happen. I, I, I'm just saying. You know, somebody will come up with it. And I, you know what? I mean, honestly, there's probably other more popular animes on TV they could do porn parodies of that will go over a hell of a lot better. But I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Yeah, can we not discuss porn parodies when we're talking about characters that are underage? Yeah, that Point sounds like taken. a good idea. Yeah, moving right along. Thank you, Ari. Sorry. Sad eye. Now, we're going to talk a little bit more about idols. Uh, now, I understand in Japan when there's an idol appearance... Everybody and their mother and their fan shows up. And it's not even that. It's also more along the lines of like cosplay idols and so forth. But this one idol appearance, the crowds got so huge that the police can't guarantee safety. And that's, that is some shit right there. Now, the person's name is Kana. Hashimoto, called the Once in a Millennium Idol. This was given her name back in 2013. And it's because of a very photogenic snapshot of the vocalist. Now, outside of that, as we look at cosplay photos and so forth, you know, there are some pictures we look at and the cosplayer is so photogenic, you're just like, giant fucking heart. And I totally get that. But for this, for this girl... The picture was so photogenic that she's appeared in movies and commercials. She was nominated for an for, the, for an annual World's 100 Most Beautiful Faces list, and that's that's wow. And as according to the to the person who wrote this article on Sora News 24, she actually sold a pair of eyeglasses to one of the writers of this site. So what happened was Rikyo University. Its broadcasting research club announced that she would be a guest at their school festival. Now, she isn't an alumni of the college, but she does have a, such a prominent figure in the entertainment world, so she was like, sure, I will gladly do it. This is her first school idol festival, and I will post a link to the article in our chat room here. And you have to admit, she is quite adorable. And it's like a cute, kind of dorky way, but in a cute, adorbs way, you know? Oh, mm -hmm. absolutely. So, she was supposed to appear on stage at 2.15. Now, mind you, this event was already in the past. This was uh, November 3rd. She announced this, like, the day prior, so there you go. So, one hour before... They start handing out vouchers for this event because they knew it was going to get packed, so only a certain amount of people can get in. But they didn't realize how underestimated they were going that was going to be when so many people show up to try to claim a ticket. Good God Almighty! The the pathways of the school turned into massive rivers of fans. They weren't really lining up. It was just one giant cluster. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on vognetwork.com, use the passphrase IRON.
But for the record, if you look at pictures from the event, you can't see the idol uh, Hashimoto in them. This is before her appearance, at least an hour. Now, some of you probably have have been through something similar where you're going to a pre-show or sign up for an event. You're like, okay, I'll get there an hour before everybody else. And when you get there, chances are the line may already be going around the block because there are people who've probably been there for like maybe two or three hours prior. I've done similar things like that. And I'm just like, don't think I'll ever do them again unless it's something I really, really want to do. Now, it got so packed with people, they couldn't even stand on the walkways. There were people hanging around in the bushes and all over. It was just crazy. But no one, nobody left though. They all stood and waited for her. But the thing is, is that the, the crowds got so huge that when the police showed up and told the the people who were running this event that they didn't feel they could guarantee the safety of the students, it got a little chaotic. As it was reported that there were some minor injuries from people falling to the ground while moving around in the crowd, which is kind of understandable, but still. But it got so chaotic, the sad thing is that they... They canceled the appearance. Oh. Yeah. But Hashimoto herself and the club sponsoring this event did apologize for displaying their fans. And she, Hashimoto herself did express her that, that her concern, hopefully, that those who were injured have a fast and safe recovery. Maybe, you know, something like this. Now that they know, maybe they'll have to go to a bigger venue or something like that for something. You know, that will probably work out so much better. So. Whew. I mean, I am, me personally, I'm not one for crowds. If I was there and the crowds happen to show up, okay, I could get with that. If I happen to just show up and the crowds are just, thunk, yeah, no, I'm going home, Um, you know? All right. Now that we got that out the way, let's talk about some more of the crazy chaotic stuff that we find on the show that Mako-chan finds for us. Strange news from Japan. Can I pick the first one? Go right ahead. Uh, What about the other two? Um, I'll take the last one. Okay. Japanese cops called in to break up drunken ball by other Japanese cops who were drunk. Oh. Congratulations. How do you say congratulations? Congratulations. You just played yourself in Japanese. Tanjobi or something like that. Um, somebody in our chat will figure it out. Um. I, I, I'll send it over to Bob Coffee. He'll probably have the answer. Okay. On a night in late November, the employees of a restaurant in Akita City, capital of Japan's northern Akita prefecture, had a problem. <clears throat> a group of about 10 men, all co-workers, had been drinking, and instead of being jovially or sleepily drunk, they'd settled on the belligerent style of intoxication instead. The men started arguing among themselves, and eventually some, some of them came to blows, damaging the restaurant's interior or in fixtures in the progress. Ordinarily call the cops to break this up, 
But in this case, the brawlers themselves were police officers. Mm. Inebriated men were all assigned to the same police box, or Koban, as they're called in Japanese. Like the name implies, Koban are many police stations, often with just a small visitor's desk and inner office. Police boxes are generally a reassuring city feature for law-abiding residents, since they provide a local police presence and rapid responses. But looking at the cramped working environment, you have to imagine sometimes officers assigned to the same police box start to get on each other's nerves, and it seems that some simmering animosity sparked an argument between some members of the group at, at the Akita restaurant. It's unclear what the topic of the contention was, but despite the fact that one of the officers was head of the Koban, eventually the angry debates, all of whom were attached to <clears throat> Akira Prefecture's police go Jome Project Precinct, decided to make their points with their fists, and by the time it does settle, one of the Gojome officers had broken ribs. That's just great. Luckily, when the restaurant staff did call on the incident, the call was directed to the Chuo Precinct, who had now issued an internal affairs investigation into the melee. As the investigation is still ongoing, no disciplinary action has been decided yet, but if a group of police officers can't go to dinner without committing crimes, including drunk and disorderly conduct, assault and battery, and property damage, it seems like the superiors might want to worry as much what slash how much they've been drinking while off-duty as they do about whether or not they enjoy non-alcoholic beverages while on patrol. Well, now. How professional. Oops. <laughs> um, well, now. So uh, sidebar, I just ran. Congratulations, you just played yourself into Google Translate. And uh, I'll just post the link to it in the in the uh, chat. Someone else can just uh, click on the link and click the little listen tab to see what it sounds like. Something like that. I'm sure, like, all, you know, slang and, like, internet speak like that, it get, something gets lost in translation. You got that right. And it goes back to our prior article. Uh, Bob Coffee says, she's adorable, but not Shukashu adorable. Fair enough. All right, Mako. All right, so this goes back to the article that uh, Ari was talking about with the Yahoo search. Um, Japanese bookstores being harassed by people calling up and basically forcing uh, people to say the name of this book. The novel is called Oro no Chinpo Go Harinai. Which is, my husband's dick doesn't go in. <sighs> and it tells the autobiographical story of an anonymous housewife who goes by the pen name Kodama. And the body part is meant to be both real and figurative, um, as the book describes the connection between the lack of both mental and physical intimacy of the married couple. Yeah. Anyway, um... Uh, Kodama admits the choice of words in the title was a difficult one, but with Chinpo, meaning dick, 
being the core theme of the book, it needed to be included. She also didn't want to be evasive by toning it down with childish or scientific language. The problem is, um, it became a bestseller. <laughs> and is in the works to be adapted into a television series. She speaks for, for, the, for the many housewives that have not gotten laid. Yeah. Um, like, she's completely anonymous. She goes out in public and still does book tours and everything, but wears masks. Which I think is kind of cool. Like uh, Oni masks or Luchador masks? Oni. Oni. I mean, think about it. God forbid, you know, you're talking, like, if you're the guy, if you're the husband, and you're talking all of this shit, all this shit's going on, and you're making fun, and she takes the mask off, you realize that's your wife. Mm. Everybody else realizes that's your wife. <laughs> Meaning everybody else realizes that's you. Yep. Anyway. Like, how like how long will this go on before he looks for a place to hide the body? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this actually isn't about her. The problem is there have been men calling up the bookstores, especially ones with young female clerks, repeatedly asking them about the book in an effort to get them to say the name out loud. <laughs> Um, and they don't really know yet whether it's just a prank or, you know, guys getting a thrill out of making these young female clerks say, my husband's dick doesn't go in. Um, it's like the... Battletoads, only it's like calling up GameStop and asking for Battletoads, only it's like 10 times worse. That's exactly mm. what I was thinking. Yeah, so um, it, it does say that uh, there is a legal advice website that's out there um, that does say that this could actually fall under a very illegal type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, one is obstruction of business, which is just a wide reaching definition for a crime so that they can lump anything in there. Uh, it says that this law gets actually a lot of use in Japan, um, such as guys stabbing themselves to get out of work riding on the outside of a train, and paying for lunch with bloodstained cash. All things that people have done, and all of them with links to stories that are found on this website. Um, so in this instance, if somebody repeatedly calls to ask for, to ask for my husband's dick doesn't go in, they would be um, inhibiting the store's ability to function normally, and the caller could face up to three years in prison or a $4,400 fine. Um, there's also the issue, it goes down a little bit more, um, depending on the way the customer asks for the book, could fall under the Minor Offensive Act, um, which is interfering with another person's work by means such as a prank um, this could result in an arrest and a small fine or something heavier, depending on the perpetrator's history. Mm. Yeah. And then it says, <laughs> it certainly appears that these kind of guys are the ones most in need of the insights my husband's dick doesn't go in has to offer. <laughs> I.e., don't be one. Mm-hmm. You know, if that was happening in this country, like, 
some poor girl would only you know working at the bookstore like she get through like three or four times before she like yeah can you give me a copy like my husband's like oh could you fucking not click hmm. but remember they're a little bit too nice for that so you know it won't Ah, Jesus. Alright. Now, this last one, I mean, kinda? I mean, it it kinda depends, and I'll explain at the end. Now, here's the thing. A Japanese school has a ridiculous reason for not letting a schoolgirl wear tights under her skirt. And the mother thinks that the staff is just being a bunch of perverted people. So, now, I never went to a private or Catholic school. I just wore normal clothes. So, you know, I know I, you know, fr friends who did, female friends who went to these schools. And, you know, they, you know, when it gets cold, they wear tights and so forth. Which, to me, makes the most amount of sense. And, you know, but... Even so, under the those that, those schools, you have to stick to the guidelines of the uniform, which is understandable. Now, if you have to deviate for whatever reason, if it's within reason, sure. I mean, like wearing uh, nude tights underneath your uniform or colored tights because it's cold. <laughs> I don't see what the problem is. You're not deviating away from the uniform, you know, especially if you have to walk a couple of blocks to school or something like that you know now what happened was at this one school uh they uh, they, uh, they told the student that she could not and the student's mom went to twitter in regards to this whole situation now the school told the mother that tights aren't allowed because if your legs are warm you won't be able to concentrate and the mother thinks, can't oh, fuck. Help, yeah, can't help to think that they're kind of perverts who get off on seeing young girls bare legs. And as per the article here, one of the ostensible reasons for schools requiring uniforms is that they're supposed to help students concentrate without having to spare mental energy and deciding on what to wear or comparing clothes to those of their classmates. The hope is that their young minds will be able to focus entirely on the vital education content their teachers and textbooks are presenting. Which is true. I mean, if you go into public school, half the time it's always been like a uh, fashion show, like who's wearing the best, who's wearing the worst, and if you're wearing the worst, you're gonna probably end up in the garbage in the gar in the garbage pail at the end of the day or some shit like that. Now, as per what the parents' mom, she goes, "In my entire life, I can't ever recall being able to concentrate while I was thinking my legs sure are cold." The, fr the frustrated mom said, haven't the administrators ever heard of Zukan Sokens? And the parent went on, referring to commonly held Japanese belief that translates cold head, warm legs, holds it to the healthiest combination to keep your body in. And the other Twitter users popped in and, and said some things that kind of poke holes in the school's logic, like... Okay, so the boys should have to wear skirts too, right? And of course, the teachers should need to concentrate while they're teaching, so they should have to wear skirts also. 
I'm not imagining a private company where all the salarymen punch in wearing hot pants and I can't stop laughing. I guess when your kid catches a cold, you can send her doctor's bill to the school, plus an invoice for your lost wages when you took a day off to take care of her. Oh, and they should also <laughs> give you a written promise that any days your daughter's misses won't be counted against her perfect attendance record. Now, that last comment was purely tongue-in-cheek, but the difficulty in rectifying those problems after the fact definitely brings to mind the <laughs> phrase, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. However, in Japanese, it's also the saying, Bakanese kere kusuri hanai. There's no medicine that cures stupidity. Now. You can't fix stupid. Yeah. There is this. Like, if, for me, if the weather, if it's really too hot in the classroom, I probably won't be able to concentrate as well. Same thing as if it's too cold, I will fall asleep. There are some people where if it's too cold, they will stay they can stay awake because the cold air keeps them going. Same thing with hot air. That's where I was going with this. I, for one split second, I'm like, well, if you're cold, it'll keep you awake. It'll keep you moving. But on the same time, your mind is too busy thinking about how cold it is and you can't concentrate. So this was basically my, my thought behind it really was a straw man's argument, but still. I don't. Uh, I see where they're going with it, but I don't agree. I mean, fuck. Let her wear the tights, or turn up the the heat in the classroom. I mean, like, how hard is that? <sighs> yeah, I can't do shit when it's too cold out. Yeah, I know there are some people that are like that. All right. On that note, we're going to take our last break and then wrap up the show. So we'll be back.
Ah, now we're back on track with ending the show at proper and reasonable times. So, you know, let's go ahead and get this thing going. So if you like the show, tell a friend. The intern will tell another friend and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, we're independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So what we're telling you what we like and don't like, we're being straight up with that. So if you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We want to know what's up. We're here to believe you. Check out our website at animejamsession.com where we post our weekly podcast, links to our our YouTube videos, our Facebook cosplay photos. We have our anime reviews, uh, cosplay interviews, cosplay tips and tricks, and editorials here and there. So definitely check it out at animejamsession.com. And don't forget, our podcast is available to anyone with a mobile phone. Um, maybe, well, it, well, even if you have Windows Mobile and BlackBerry, we still got you. So you can find our show, not just on our website for that, but you can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Groove, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Player FM, and I think Groove is being phased out for Spotify now. I have to double check. So you can find us through there, and a lot of these sites will give you an option to leave a review, so we want to hear from you. If you don't want to drop an email, just leave a little blurb, a little review of what you think of the podcast, because we're always looking to make things better. And we're also on a few social media pages. You can find us at YouTube.com. Twitter.com and Facebook.com, all at Anime Jam Session. And to everybody on those social media sites, thank you so much for supporting us. We could not do that show without you. And don't forget, we're back here on Vogue Network twice a week, um, Tuesdays at 9:30 p.m. live, encore presentation Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. I'm not sure how that's going to work out in the long run with the changeover, but we'll figure shit out. So we'll go around the room. Last words, Mako. They posted another picture of um, production or crap that they're putting into the movie theaters for the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. I saw the second poster. I, I don't know what to think. <laughs> well, it this, is- is, this is legit like creeping me the fuck out. Well, it is for the people that do the Pokemon movie. Yeah, but... I don't know. I mean, making him as furry as they're making him is just creeping me out. I honestly think Sonic should be furry, but not with that much fur. It really shouldn't. I mean, it's like you could tell, but at the same time, you can't. And the sneakers need to be a little bit more, you know, more brighter, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I'm at, at this point. I'm not at all impressed. So we'll see what actually the entire thing looks like. But I don't know. Mm. All right. Last words, Ari. Oh wait. What do you? What does Damien have to say? <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> anyway, Trader Joe's has many Stroop Waffle ice, ice cream sandwiches for sale now, and there's one near me where I work, so I'm going to go get them tomorrow. You don't say, Damien. I think Damien is saying he would like one, too. Yep. 
my last words, uh, my final words for tonight is, I got my replacement uh, toothbrush. I have, I have like a subscription to Quip, and those toothbrushes are pretty awesome. And I'm gonna have to figure out what, how I'm gonna arrange this hard drive and see how, what, how I'm gonna arrange the storage and, what, and what's going where. I want one dr dedicated drive just for all of my stuff I stream. So I might figure that out tonight. So I don't know. Not for nothing, mm -hmm. but adulting is the definition that you just gave for the uh, enjoyment of getting a new toothbrush. I mean, I mean, it's not wrong. <laughs> and to be perfectly honest, Buying a quick uh, motor uh, electric electronic toothbrush is actually cheaper than buying like the normal toothbrushes and like electric toothbrushes in stores. I mean, you pay fifty bucks for the kit, and then you're buying you're dropping twenty five dollars for three replacement heads. Look, I dropped twenty I dropped twenty five bucks on this kit every three months. For five bucks, they send a replacement head and a battery. Or if every, or I could pay $10 every three months and get a replacement head, battery, and toothpaste. I mean, and in the long run, that shit is a hell of a lot cheaper than what I was paying before. So, I'm perfectly cool with that. Well, that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with our... Christmas special, and we will probably have the entire staff on. Um, I haven't fully decided how we're going to do it. We might just talk about sh the most outlandish, strange news from Japan articles and just drink for for 90 minutes. Might bring back the Skype line. I honestly don't know. But either we'll figure way, something out. Yes, we always figure shit out. And after that, we're out for about three weeks. So that is it. End of list. It's time to get the hell up on out of here. So I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I am Mako-chan. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Night. Say good night, Mako-chan. Good night, Mako-chan. I still want to do like that Tiny Toons style for the live for the live act for a live show. <laughs> that would be so awesome. Okay, that's it. We're we're getting out of here. Enjoy the rest of the music. podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and vognetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane! <laughs>